Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola Shokumbi from clevergirlfinance.com and I'm excited to have you guys here listening in today. So on today's episode, I'm going to be answering a listener question and this question came from Stephanie. She wanted to know why I started Clever Girl Finance, what was my motivation and inspiration behind this, why I decided to pursue it as a business and get on this mission to educate women about their finances. So thank you so much, Stephanie, for sending in that question. I'm more than happy to talk about it. I am super, super passionate about what I do at Clever Girl Finance and about educating women about their finances, how to take charge of their money and how to build wealth. And so I'm more than happy to share my story as to why, what, when. I'm going to be talking about all of that stuff. But first up, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, what are you waiting for? Click subscribe now <laughs> and be sure to tell a friend and also head over to my website, clevergirlfinance.com and subscribe there too so you can get access to my resource library as well as my weekly newsletter that I send out um, with all the content that I'm creating every single week on the blog. And finally, if you haven't already checked out my academy, um, my six-month accountability program, head over to clevergirlfinance.com financeacademy.com and learn more about that there. Okay, so let's get started. So this episode is going to be a little bit more on the personal side, but I'm still going to talk about finance, especially as it relates to us as women, because that's really what the foundation of what Clerical Finance is built on. But before I can get into the why I started Clever Girl Finance, I kind of have to tell you a bit more about my background only because that helps to make sense of the why around Clever Girl Finance. So as some of you may already know, I'm originally from Nigeria and I grew up in a home where at the very early stages of my childhood, so when I was very little, my dad was the main breadwinner um, at home. He was the guy that went out and made all the money, and my mom was more of the homemaker and caretaker. As I grew up, you know, um, my mother decided that she wanted to go back to school, get advanced degrees. She wanted to establish her own career after having kids. So my parents have four kids together. And during the time when my, my, my mother was having children, she was pretty much, you know, the homemaker, stay-at-home mom. And once she was done having kids, then she decided that she wanted to do a bit more. So she wanted to start her career and start businesses and, you know, start earning her own money. And so that was basically what my upbringing was like. It started out being in a home where my dad was the primary breadwinner and then my mom started doing her own thing and also earning her own money. So my mom is very much of a hustler. And speaking of my mother, I found out recently that she listens to this podcast and I'm going to tell you exactly how I found out before I continue with the story. So my mom and I are on the same phone plan and I got a bill a couple weeks ago that was just super high. And when I took a look at it in more detail, I saw that all the overage charges were tied to my mom's phone number. So I call my mom up and I'm like, mommy, our phone bill is super high. Are you on Facebook again without Wi-Fi? Because my mom's favorite thing in the world to do is be on Facebook and 99% of the time when she's not home, she forgets to connect to Wi-Fi. So I was like, you need to make sure that you're connected to Wi-Fi. That way, you know, our phone bill isn't so crazy. And my mom was like, what? I'm not on Facebook. I'm listening to your podcast. I'm a clever girl. 
And that's pretty much how I found out that my mom listens to this podcast. So hi mom, if you're listening to this, can you please make sure that the Wi-Fi is turned on on your phone? I love you. (laughs) So as I was saying, my mom was and still is very much of the hustler. Growing up, she worked as, she had a career as an investment banker. She had a bakery. She had a school for girls. She had her own beverage delivery company. She was into all kinds of things, you know, earning her own money. And I really think that she got this hustler mentality, this mindset from what she saw going on around her. And I got to experience some of that. I got to see those things also while I was growing up. And it was just, you know, pretty much friends of hers that unfortunately their husbands may have passed away or they were going through a divorce. And once that happened, it was always the same sad story where they just didn't have any money. None of the assets were in their name or they they didn't know where the assets were. And they just were, they were stuck in a bad place. And my mom just never wanted to ever be in that position. And I learned a lot from that, you know, from just my mom's behavior, my mom earning her own money. And she would always tell me, you need to be able to stand on your own two feet. And my dad would always tell me whenever I sat down to talk with my dad, he would always say to me, you must never be a liability on a man. You must never be a liability on a man. You must make your own money. You must be able to take care of yourself. And so that's just something that both of my parents were you know, very passionate about being your own person. And they, they hammered it into me as often as they could. You have to stand on your own two feet. So fast forward a few years and it was time for me to go to college. And around that same time, my family went through a financial downturn where my dad had to retire about 15 years earlier than he planned. And when you think about the grand scheme of someone's retirement planning, 15 years of savings is a big deal. And as a result, he had to become more conscious of how and where he was spending his money. So while my three older brothers were able to go to high school in England and go to college in the States, my dad felt that it would make more financial sense if I stayed in Nigeria to go to college. And that was where my mom stepped up and she was like, listen, I have the money. I'm going to send her to school abroad because I want her to have the same experiences and the same opportunities that her older brothers had. And so my mom paid for me to go to college in in cash. I went to college in three different countries. She paid for my plane ticket. She paid for my rent. She paid for my tuition, my book. She basically paid for everything I needed to survive. So I started out in college in Austria and then I did an exchange program in England. And then I moved to the States to graduate and my mom paid for all of that. And that's something that I will forever be grateful for because it was a huge gift for me, not just the fact that she spent all this money educating me, but just the the lesson I learned, the lesson behind that, that I needed to be able to stand on my own two feet. And if my mom could do it, I can do it. I can, you know, be my own person. I can have my own money. And so that was a you know, an invaluable lesson that I learned from my mom. So again, fast forward several years to about three years ago, and um, I was pregnant. I was pregnant with multiples, and it was a very, very difficult pregnancy for me. And I lived in New Jersey, but I was commuting into New York City. And I just started feeling like feeling very unfulfilled with my job, with my career. I worked in corporate strategy for, you know, over a decade. And I liked what I did, but now that I had kids coming and now that I was, 
you know, making this big commute into New York City, I wanted to do something that mattered more. I wanted to do something that made me happier, that that would make me feel like, you know, I was doing something important for myself. And so, and so around month five, I had to go, month five of my pregnancy, I had to go on bed rest. And I just started thinking about what it was that I could do that would make a difference, that my kids would be proud of. And I just couldn't figure it out. So I had my kids and I kept brainstorming, like, you know, I'm taking all this time away from my children to commute into New York City, working long hours, traveling, but I want to spend more time with them. I want to create a legacy. I want to do something that really matters. And everything I brainstormed came back to women and personal finance. And if you know me, if you hang around me, you know that I love to talk about money. I've always talked about money. I've always talked about saving and investing and business ideas with my friends. And it just seemed like the next natural step for me to take to do something that had to do with finances and had to do with helping women take charge of their money, helping women build wealth. And that's really where the idea um, for Clever Girl Finance came about. So I started the business when my, when my kids were about 18 months old. So it took me two years to figure out exactly what it was that I wanted to do. And the reason why I picked, you know, personal finance for women was because as women, we have a lot of things that work against us when it comes to building wealth. So for instance, we get paid less than men for doing the exact same job. So in the States, for example, for every $1 a man earns, a woman earns 79 cents for doing the exact same job. And on top of being paid less, many of us have to take time out of the workforce to have and raise children, or many of us have to take on paid maternity leaves um, to have our kids. And all of that impacts how much we're able to earn. You know, we earn, we're getting paid a lot less and we're also earning a lot less because of the time we have to take away from working to be able to raise our children. Women also live longer than men and we also handle finances differently than men when it comes to the emotions around money. We also tend to be more conservative investors and Unfortunately, the way the financial services industry is set up today is it's more favorable to the male than it is to the female. And what happens is that when financial service products are marketed to women, they just take what already exists and then they slap some pink on top of it and they market it to us, but it doesn't work that way for women. And so these are all the issues and characteristics that you know affect women when it comes to money and they impact us when it comes to our finances. And so I created Clever Girl Finance because I wanted to be able to help women navigate through the complications and just the murkiness of financial waters and get to the point where you understand what it is that you need to be doing for your life, what you need to be doing to build wealth for yourself, for your children. And so that's really why I started Clever Girl Finance. And I wanted it to be something that was approachable and easy to understand and, you know, something that wasn't too heavy because the topic of money can be difficult. It can be a hard topic. It can be complicated a lot of times, especially if you don't come from a background where money was discussed often, um, especially if you haven't really done that well with your money. Money can be a really hard topic. And so I wanted my brand, my business to be approachable. I wanted it to be light and fun, but still educative. And 
there's a lot of barriers that we still need to break when it comes to women and money. Um, because, you know, I find that if you were to put five men in a room, they'll talk about a bunch of different things and then they'll talk about business and finances. However, when it comes to us as women, you know, if we're in a room talking, we're more likely to talk about reality TV and dating and cooking and kids before we talk about our finances. And I think it ties back or it ties into the shame factor or the or the self-judgment factor where we don't want to be judged for our financial mistakes or we are ashamed of the mistakes that we have made with money. And I really, really want to dispel that because when it comes to money, everybody has made mistakes. Everybody has a horrible money story to tell, you know, about something that they've done that they shouldn't have done or a mistake that they made, something that went wrong when it comes to their finances. And so I'm very much about the no shame, no judgment. And also I want to really teach women that good money management is a skill that can be learned. A lot of times people assume that they should automatically be good with money, but that's not how it works. You have to learn how to become good with money. It's like, when you learn how to ride a bike or it's like learning how to swim or learning how to read, you have to learn how to do it well. And so that's just really where, you know, Clever Girl Finance comes from. That's what I'm passionate about doing, helping women. And that's really, really why I started this business. So I hope that answered your question, Stephanie. And I hope this helps to give everyone listening more insights about the why of Clever Girl Finance. And that's pretty much my story. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode. And I'll be back again really soon with some new topics. Talk to you soon. Bye.